1: It's Showtime! Welcome back to another episode of Showtime. I'm your host, Jason Madison, joined as always by my co-host, Bethany Anderson, Anthony Mays. I'm stricken with COVID-19 right now. Um, you might be able to hear it in my voice, you might not, but uh, please pray for me. I'm um, playing on Vegas. <laughs> it was a week since Vegas um, yeah, I mean, my girl had it as well, so I oh, think. Shit. Yeah, I think I got it from her. I'm pretty sure she's she's been like kind of walking around with it for a while. So yeah, this is like her third or fourth time. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is my first. Oh, Wait, wow. what? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, okay. I, I went 853 days without uh, contracting COVID. I started back on my like COVID research when I got. Did you guys get COVID?
2: Well, I. Not officially, but um, back in February 2020, I went to Chicago for All-Star Weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. And I came back, and oh my God, I had the worst headache, which turned into chills, which turned into a terrible cough that I yeah. couldn't get rid of. I, It just, my body hurt so bad. And every time I coughed, it felt like someone was punching me on the inside. It was the worst pain ever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now Saturday night, I pretty much felt like i i could die like, yeah see yeah see that
2: it was, was another thing was like okay if i fall asleep yeah it
1: was wake up. it was it was really one of those moments honestly oh, And like, i'm sorry yeah because you know people um compare it to the flu they're lying they're full <laughs> of shit because it's the flu but you can't breathe so like yeah imagine <laughs> so imagine having the chills Your vomit, diarrhea, whatever, the fever, all of that good stuff. And then your respiratory system is also fucked up. So, you know, like, I'm not used to having respiratory issues. Like, I'm pretty good about that. So, yeah, this was, uh, yeah, on on Saturday night, I fell asleep on the bathroom floor and I thought I might not wake up. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, luckily I did. And uh, everything was all good. I mean, not all good, obviously, but... Uh, I'm alive, and hopefully this thing will subside in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I hope so. What, what about you, Maze? No brushes with uh, the coat I mean, scare? I guess
3: something similar to be, like, February, March 2020, before we had testing or anything like that. I, You know, we had the symptoms out, so I, like, tried to compare my symptoms, which didn't totally line up. But if I had it, it was then. Yeah. So – yeah, I feel like
1: a lot of people got up that early wave, but yeah. That uh, shit sucks. It's not fun. Not fun at all. But yeah. So what have about... you
2: been doing with your, have you been going to work or anything? Or no, no, no. Or have you just been at home?
1: Yeah, i just been at home. I haven't been going to work. Like I said, part of my time I was spent uh, looking up COVID stats, realizing that one in three adults in America have had COVID by now. Um, Damn. Ch- China stopped reporting COVID cases in 2020. I don't know if people remember that but there's only been uh 2800 I think or maybe 4800 reported deaths in china from covid which is crazy cuz there's a that billion people that is crazy
2: there. my son's dad is out there he's kind of stuck he went out there to yeah. play ball and now he can't he can't Come back. Leave. oh wow yeah. he's That's been crazy. there since december yeah,
1: yeah so yeah that that was an interesting stat um but other than that honestly i've just been um looking up cars so i'm gonna buy a new car and then uh watching tv watching lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of tv
3: it works you've been putting in work for our listeners jason hey you're here to do baby
1: (laughs) that's what i'm here to do churn and burn baby let's binge these shows
3: but it took you till today to watch the (laughs) one thing that we agreed to watch (laughs) together as a podcast
1: hey if there's if i'm anything it's a procrastinator you know that's like, true
3: I, <laughs> I, I can relate to that yeah so now that we put a deadline on you're like all right locked <laughs> exactly. walk in i gotta do this right now no distractions i'm pulling an all-nighter or an all-dayer
1: all-dayer so all day i watched p-valley and
2: so you went back and watched season
1: one okay so all right hold on let oh, me just
2: put out notes
1: oh Uh-oh. shit Uh-oh. yeah Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah let's all right. Let's get let's get started. Um, Cozy up, be you know, get <laughs> oh, comfortable. Shit, oh yeah. Okay, so I had two very distinct thoughts about the show. Okay, first and foremost, I want to shout out Nico Anan, mm-hmm. who play, who plays Uncle Clifford. Yes, um, it's an amazing, uh, incredible role. He should definitely win, or she. I don't know the pronoun that they, their is, u- right. u- that they yeah. use should definitely win an award uh, multiple awards for our, however long the show runs i think the the writing of the character the the portrayal of the character the costuming of the character uh, yeah. everything about the character is phenomenal top tier and then my second question or thought on that note was and i don't want to get in trouble here but <laughs> Get canceled Um, out here. Yeah, I don't want to get canceled, but I want to say this as thoughtfully as I can. With the emergence of more transgender people on screen and having more prominent roles, do we think that it is necessary to designate a transgender award at any award show? Or should they be included in the prospective male or female categories?
2: Um, I can see it someday being a non-binary situation where there'll be just a best actor situation. You know what I mean? Instead of, oh, male and best female. I think one day there, it may just be one category. Not sure how long that will take, though, because a lot of people are just, you know, just not open to anything like that. But I can see that. I mean, I think
1: Hollywood is pretty open to all of the, you know, changing of of the culture in, in terms of
2: but just imagine the people who are you know would be nominated with someone and be like oh i don't want to be in the same category you know i just feel like there would be some people who would make a huge deal of that even happening
1: right and with that i thought the the other great thing about the show is how they portray the everybody's relationship with clifford in the show is as a full human being other than the you know his nemesis who you know does the he/she line here or there? The the uh, the mayor, you know, um, but even the mayor still respects Clifford uh, to a to a full human extent, you know. Right. Um, even with the the snide remarks, um, and I just think that that's such a great aspect of the show because it doesn't make you think about or live in that concept that he's an outsider or she's an outsider, they're an outsider. To this community they're very much you know a a huge part of the community one of the biggest if not the biggest part of their community and so yeah um yeah i i just
3: so i was trying to in my head trying to see if anyone had been nominated for an award
1: Mm -hmm. so i
3: thought of laverne cox and she has not been nominated but uh michaela j rodriguez from pose Mm -hmm. did get nominated for an emmy as an actress
1: so, what about Elliot Page?
3: Has she been? I has he been nominated has since he yet.
2: transitioned?
1: Uh, I don't. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, no, I think it's still so I, pretty
3: new. I think the I think the danger in creating a new award is not is is pointing out their otherness as opposed to accepting them into the existing system. Although but, you but, do raise a good point that like. It's pretty unlikely or it's much more difficult it would seem like that they would get nominated
1: or win in that
3: category or win so right. i mean i w i would i would be more likely to see like an l g b t q awards right right, right right i mean they do have as the glad a, awards which is, exactly so i think there's already some form of that but like as a way to celebrate it as opposed to like cribbing it into uh a more mainstream thing like i don't think the oscars would ever do that
1: yeah i don't know man i you're saying ever and i think <laughs> i mean this uh you know civil rights and comparison gets made a lot um with, sure, you know,
3: but that's a great that's a great comparison. But it's not like there's an African American actor award. No,
1: no, no. But <laughs> they mm. they definitely cater or bent over backwards to give black people Oscars. Um, you know, they like the one year when you know Denzel and Halle Berry won, or what was it last year when they were, you know they pick like the year every twenty years or whatever when they give the black people the Oscars. I'm just saying, I think um, maybe this needs to be rethought, not to say that we need a black Oscar. I'm just saying like uh, maybe the gender.
2: Uh... But I, I think that once this, this generation of voters in the committee and people who work for these award shows, once they are kind of out of here, because you know, you got the, the age group of the kids who are in high school and college who are a bit more progressive, who would actually fight for something like this. Right. But I, I just see it happening, uh, you know,
1: a ways away. Right. Yeah. So
2: Mays, did you, did you watch, um, any e. P Valley?
3: I did exactly what I said I was going to do. B I watched the second season premiere with absolutely no context. <laughs> context. I watched. Oh wait. My... So you
1: didn't watch any of the first season? Hell no.
3: <laughs> I said I wasn't going to. This is an experiment for the podcast folks.
1: You did. Okay.
3: Okay. um. So I had myself a little two plus minute recap to familiarize myself with all of the many characters and all of their season one plot lines. I feel like I got most of it. There was this thing called murder night and shit happened then, (laughs) including murder. So that's what I've learned in relation to that. And then we started off with a man going to a Pussyland car wash and skeeting all over his car and we are in. We're in on Pussy Valley, folks. That's right. We did it.
1: Spoiler alert, Maze. I didn't get that far.
3: Well, see, this is the problem, Jason, <laughs> is that you aren't ready to talk about the season two episode, which is what me and B are here to talk about. So I'm sorry that I just spoiled that surprise nut, but trust me, it does not impact <laughs> the storyline. Oh,
2: you're on mute, Jason. That's it. There you go. You're on mute again. <laughs> yeah, there
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really want you to watch season one now, man. As I didn't get through the end. I was um, halfway through episode seven when uh, we started recording. Um, but I do want to say, um, as much as I love Uncle Clifford and his character, and um, shout out to Loretta Devine, uh, number one black yes. mom in uh, television history, her and uh, uh, Angela Bassett are one and two. Um, Felicia I really Ressai can has
2: something to say. Wait, go ahead.
1: Oh, I can't mess with Felicia after she was defending Bill. Um oh, All right. <laughs> but um <laughs> I I equally cannot stand the the lead, uh, character Haley or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't like Oh, okay. I, I don't Autumn
2: like I don't Knight. like
1: Autumn Night. I don't like her acting. I don't like her character. I don't like anything about her at all. Like,
3: but what if I told you she was British?
1: <laughs> See, that might be what it is. Is she British? There
3: it is. Yes, yeah. she is. Oh,
1: that's what it is. I self, I sensed the phoniness. It was something about mm. her that I just it rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't look her up at all. But yeah, it was something off and I was like, mm, she's not because So the, was
2: she in like Harry Potter or something? Yeah,
1: like- so I was looking
3: her up. So she in the in the fourth one or no it's the fifth one in the fifth harry potter movie she is the waitress in the very beginning when he's hanging out in the real world and he's asks her out and then obviously shit goes wrong and they never date but that that is the that is the first main acting credit on her list she's also in blade runner 2049 as like an extra
1: i was like what yeah man i watched that movie a lot i was like oh. I don't remember She's her, Doxy
3: right. number three, Jason.
1: <laughs> oh, she must be one of the um, one of the the prostitutes that's hanging the out with the third one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Got it. Um. But yeah, and and partially because Mercedes and the other girls are so good. Um, and yeah, also her I other... am
2: shocked. I just really thought you were going to talk so much shit about everyone's acting, like. You know how you compared it—the first episode that you watched two years ago. Oh yeah, compared yeah. it to like a Tyler Perry situation. Yeah,
1: no, well, it was okay. it's much, it's much. I mean, I, I fell in love with the show. It's a great show, you know. So it's like, oh. I didn't, <laughs> but I, I, I COVID
3: talking B. <laughs> We're gonna talk to him next week. He's gonna have a totally different tale to no,
1: tell. No, no, but you know, part of it is like I'm, you know, on on uh, Instagram South Central J. I'm I'm from the hood and. I didn't I knew it was going to ignite my ghetto past and all all of that like just hood shit that I love and I didn't want to go back there and you know I went back. And so yeah, everything about the show is like if you have any family from the south and you black or you fr- like Can't even show. you know it's all of that, you know the I mean Mercedes and her mama that whole thing is like whoo child like yeah it's a lot. you know like, if you black, you could relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, whether that's so, your relationship or somebody you know, like, you definitely seen some people like that.
2: So, Maze, the episode that you watched. So, I guess it opens up and the man is basically literally like at a crossroads. He's, he sees this billboard mm-hmm. of a woman, you know, and she's a pastor of this church. That's yep. the main character's mother. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you go back, you'll see how this church happened.
3: Oh, I got Smart it Trump. all from the two-minute recap. Oh. There was a fight. She stole it from the – she stole the gymnasium space. She turned it into her church. I haven't met her yet, so maybe that is kind of a key part that I'm missing because yeah. she didn't show up in this second season premiere. But, oh, I got I got it all, baby.
1: <laughs> Wait, so Mercedes wasn't in the first episode? Mercedes was, but her mom wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then – oh, yeah, so you, you missed a lot, man, because – I don't know if they showed you the whole yeah, little I murder. Yeah, missed the whole
3: season of television. <laughs> what do you mean?
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. Did you see little murder in the in the recap?
3: Yeah, little murder's uh, up to new <laughs> shit.
1: Okay, okay. He's, he's
3: banging on pots and pans. He's making tracks in the kitchen. He's yeah. planning a a tour.
2: Yo, shout out to him. Shout out to J. Alphonse. He is from Greensboro, North Carolina. He is from the hometown where I'm mm. from. He went to my rival high school and also like my rival university. I went to North Carolina A&T. He went to North Carolina Central. He plays drums. He went to New York and he used to be like a street drummer. So mm. to see that put into the show, I was like, okay, we going back to our roots. I like that.
1: Yeah, he's he's a dope character.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I liked how they portrayed him in one episode in the um first season where he gets thrown out the club after getting into it with his homeboy and then they finally play this song because uh, his first few songs he was dropping that slaw um, <laughs> 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 I like all the lingo they got in the show it's pretty pretty dope you know yeah. um, no, the lingo what, is
3: great and yeah. I was surprised to learn that Katori Hall who is the creator is based on a play Yes, mm-hmm. And she's a Pulitzer Prize winner. <laughs> and so that, that kind of just like shook me because that's not something I would have expected from a show called P- Pussy Valley, where yeah. all the advertisements have just been really stripper forward. So it was surprising to to get into the writing a little bit. And I do think the language is really good. I do think that some of the plot mechanics are maybe a bit conventional, but that's OK.
1: Yeah, that was actually my my biggest criticism of the show is that every show has, uh, I mean, and it's funny because neither one of you guys watch Ozark, right? No. Oh, uh, it's funny because this is kind of like a black, this is kind of like a black Ozark. They have the same plot mechanics of uh, they want to build a casino on the river and like all of that um so it's funny to see that uh there was a couple of other things that i noticed that i was like oh my god this does every show have to do the same we should
3: start the movement (laughs) to call ozark the white pussy valley (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) for sure um what do you guys think about andre
2: um i see because you have it finished it, I just don't want to spoil anything. Okay, okay. I hate spoilers so much, so I'm just gonna not say
1: anything. Oh, damn. Okay. Well I mean you could still say like what you think about his character, like him as an actor or anything. Oh, him
2: as an actor, I it I'm really impressed. I like to see new talent and with this show, it's like everyone is brand new. Yeah. And that's what I like the most about the show because I'm discovering like I might have a new favorite actor or actress. Um, I like the girl Brandy who plays Mercedes. I think she's really dope. Which mm-hmm. that that role was actually supposed to go to K Michelle, and they kind of mm-hmm. look like
1: they but, do. Uh, they do.
2: Yeah, but I, you know, K Michelle has a lot of like health issues with the, you know, fake booty and right. all that shit. She's have right, a right. lot of surgery, and so I'm sure yeah. she couldn't do it. But um, like Andre, I think he's really dope, and I think he's really attractive. I that- just want him to stay on the show. <laughs> He's, hey, so like, yeah, so I want because the men get hella eye candy. We need some too. So the guy who plays uh, security, who looks like Drake, uh, yeah, he's hot yeah. he's yeah. So I, he's gonna... yeah so I was gonna
1: yeah. So I was gonna. I was gonna say. Diamond. I was watching the show with my girl, and we were watching it, and she let out an audible sigh when he appeared <laughs> on screen, <laughs> almost like a moan. I was like, okay, <laughs> 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 like, like I so, I respect it. <laughs>
2: He's actually dating um, Miracle Watts. Yeah,
1: she was telling me they're having a baby or something. And she's yeah. pregnant. But apparently
2: yeah. she's supposed to be appearing in season two somewhere.
1: Yeah, somewhere. that's what she was telling me, yeah. So yeah. shout out to them. Um, but, yeah, no, that, I mean, all of that is, you know, interesting. Good, uh, new. You said you're girlfriend eye- at an audible <laughs> moan. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> you know. I give you a pass for that one. Um, but yeah, no, I he, mean, he's an attractive guy. Uh, but, but I like how they use him in the show, too, though.
2: I have a question.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What is everyone's day like where you guys can consume this much television?
1: Well, I have COVID, so. <laughs> but,
2: but when you don't, like, you seem to watch a lot of TV. Like, you're able to check out all these different shows. But, like, how? How do you find the time to do this? Okay, well, one. A, do you yeah. have a do you have a T V in your bedroom?
1: I don't sleep in the bed. Wait, <laughs> I sleep what? Yeah. what?
3: That was not the question to <laughs> asked at all.
1: Okay, well I mean it was the response. Um <laughs> Where do you I, sleep, Jason? I sleep on the couch most nights and then I get in the bed at like probably three or four AM and I sleep Damn, in the bed that for that. Like, that
3: is not gonna work out for your back long term, my guy. I don't think. No,
1: I've had back issues for a while um so yeah yeah that's why i came to vegas to uh, go to the spa the the nice spa, seasons that's that's why he
3: came to vegas you came to
2: vegas to go to the spa yeah okay i mean it wasn't
1: (laughs) silk sonic
3: it wasn't all the partying no and it wasn't to come see it wasn't to come meet me (laughs) at all either definitely not that's for damn sure Sure.
1: um but no i mean i i really spend most of my time in front of television i'm like that kid uh from the poltergeist Um, I'm like (laughs) literally glued to the TV you know how like your parents told you like don't sit so close to the TV well like they just stopped telling me you know after a while so (laughs) I I always leave the TV on like I sleep with it on Um, yeah so I'm always like engrossed and it's funny because it's like also people honestly interact with me kind of on that basis as well like outside of this podcast like like, just for example, I, I woke up, because, you know, when you're sick, you wake up super early, and fucking um, Trey texted me, or he, like, responded back to, to a text I sent him last night, and then he was like, oh, um, somebody just, uh, uh, CJ just shouted out our group chat on Get Up, and so I just happened to already be watching Get Up, and I was like, oh, let me rewind this little moment right here, and then, like, my dad called me later, and you know, about something else that was, like, a fucking darvin ham news press conference or whatever you know i'm saying so it's like i'm kind of like that's my interaction with people most days anyway so i stay tuned in the tv so when people ask me questions i kind of know what they're talking about okay so yeah i'm kind of obsessed with the tv uh, uh like probably to 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 a fault
2: what about you maze
3: yeah i mean i would say probably my tv consumption's gone down um lately just because i've been working a lot more when i'm at home but um i mean mostly it's mostly it's like just trying to stay up on it and there's things that have slipped through the cracks and i'm not really that good at going back that would is a big problem for me like if
2: that's me yeah,
3: like, I've missed, too. you know, I've missed a couple shows this last couple months just because it's been so hectic with how much shit is out there, and it's...
1: What shows have you missed?
3: I mean, you were just ta- you were talking about your binging, so, you like, you, you got caught up on the offer, right, like
1: almost almost i'm still I, I stopped the offer to start watching p valley so i'm there episode go, like we seven had
3: to, we had to fuck with your flow there I I <laughs> yeah. <false>. but yeah <laughs> almost
1: like, episode seven of the offer which the offer is dope i didn't think it was gonna be good i always underestimate miles teller but he's that dude's solid
3: so yeah the offer outer range tokyo vice which we might talk about girl from plainville pachinko gaslit all those are ones that god damn slipped past me and that's having watched stuff right so like (laughs) it's just it's a constant you know it's a constant grind to figure out what's coming back when figure out when you can watch that there's some shows that are like i really want to watch that as soon as possible that would be like better call Saul. that's like the best show i think that's been on tv this year so like Gotta watch that one, but then, yeah, I mean, it's you're constantly playing catch-up, B, so I don't know, it's a fine time here and there, I definitely have a TV in the bedroom, you know, like, there's, now that, now that like, I, I have to find time when my girlfriend is, like, falling asleep, that's, like, actually a window for me to, like, try to watch <laughs> something really quick, so, like, I, you know, I can get, like, 30 to 45 minutes at that time, like, with the headphones in, you know, like until you watch the TV out. with the with the headphones in. Yeah, it's actually pretty convenient. Like with uh, you know your Apple TV or your Roku, you just pair your AirPods real quick and
1: oh wow, it syncs. I, I, yeah, I know. So yeah, that That's makes it
3: you know less disturbing for others. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I've kind of always been this way, but it just it just kind of got more and more intense as the years go by. There's just more and more things.
2: Yeah, are there shows that you can't watch without your partner? Like they're like, oh, you you can't watch this without me. You can't watch the new episode. I've been,
3: I've been, like, yeah. There's, there's, there's shows that become girlfriend shows, and then there's like either shows that I don't tell her about
1: because I
3: don't want <laughs> to you wait just, for her. Some shows you gotta, to shows you gotta
1: lie about. Sometimes you just gotta. Or,
3: or generally, yeah, you know, most up. of the time I'm doing her a favor because I'm like, she actually wouldn't enjoy this. And this is like, I'm doing this. And, you know, sometimes like Barry, for example, you know, she's watched a or She's been in the room while I've watched those, Mm. but she's never watched it. And I don't think she's really that interested, but she's like casually watched it while she's like writing emails
1: or whatever, you know. And that's such a delicate balance because it's like if they walk in on a scene that they might find what's this <laughs> yeah exactly what's this jason <laughs> yeah. what's her name <laughs> p valley <laughs> exactly <laughs> it can re- it could go south for you real quick you know so d- just hope that your show has a lot of talking heads or you know uh archaeologists or something like that um i was watching moon Knight and my girl was not interested i was thankful yeah i was like cool she's not she's not locked in on this but there was definitely like some shows where i was watching she was like Gave me the side eye, like, oh, you watching this without me? <laughs> like, um, but also to answer your question, B, because you're correct me as I didn't. We do have a TV in the bedroom, but I don't like watching TV in the bedroom. I actually, I, I have Why? to separate. Um, it's just like, it's almost kind of like a spiritual thing for me now. I did it a lot when I was a kid. That's me. That's it, me. I
2: don't, like, I can't have a TV where I yeah. rest. This is my place to rest. Yeah, like, so. I don't need that in, in my space mm-hmm. like i don't have photos of people i don't yeah i don't have any of that energy in my. In my <laughs> no bed. yeah no baby's Be
1: like, bedroom, like, oh. <laughs> bedroom
3: is like blackout shades and like <laughs> like a pharaoh's tomb it's just very peaceful in there and dark <laughs> yeah yeah no it's,
2: it's it's actually i take that back i have a picture of uh, i have kobe's um mamba mentality book and i have mm. a chadwick boseman uh, magazine cover from when he passed But they're like under my table. So it's like, okay, they both kind of transitioned on and I'm okay with having them here. Even like I have a bunch of records. If the artist's face is on it, you can't see it. It's going to be stacked a certain way where you can't see that.
1: Yeah, I'm
2: really weird about stuff like that.
1: No, I feel you 100%. I don't know what it is, like where I got that notion from. But like Mm -hmm. in my last apartment, it was this like same exact thing. Like, I had my TV in the living room and I spent most of my time on the couch. But when I went in my room, there was no pictures in there. There was nothing on the wall. There was It was just, it's my bed, my clothes, like, you know what I'm saying? Candles. And that's it. Like, I'm not, I don't want to entertain any other forms of consciousness throughout the universe while I'm in this state. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So, so guys,
2: I've been I've been watching Barry like you guys yeah. suggested. And Hold on, B. Before before
3: we talk about Barry, can I can we talk yeah. about real quick about how P Valley did COVID? Yes. Oh yeah, I was gonna
1: ask you about that. What do you mean you like how they did? Oh, because so, you watched that episode because that yeah. they didn't yeah. mention COVID in the first. I was so wondering season what you're one. Referencing.
3: I'm pretty sure debuted. It was one of the first shows to come out after COVID, right, B? Like that summer. I believe so so yeah. obviously, no one can see the future, so they ad- they <laughs> did not address it at all. But in season in season two, to start it off, I would say at least half the episode is talking about the impact of COVID, how it's impacted the businesses, how it's impacted the people. We got a couple different monologues talking about how rough it is and how people have died. The mayor of the town might have died from COVID. I, th- I think it was a COVID-related thing. Spoiler alert, Jason. Sorry about that. But
1: Breaking my heart here, man. The mess.
3: funniest part of it to me, be was all of the extreme work they put into getting people with these crazy face masks. Because they wanted yes. to have people's faces showing, but they wanted them to be safe as well. So we had all kinds of, like, hockey player, like. Darth Vader, Boba Fett, yeah. shit going on, and really? it was visors, ju- it just you got yeah, it was crazy complicated, show. and I don't know. And then when I like I texted y'all, I was like, "This is the first show that I've seen try to do it. Like yeah. that's yeah. wild to me that this is the one."
2: Because I thought that Insecure may, you know, attempt, but they did not um (laughs) they had too
3: much shit to tie up right like yeah
2: they did yeah yeah but i I really appreciate p-valley just even talking about it because strip clubs were affected thanks to covid like even out here they used to do drive-through strip club type of situations and so to see how they you know address this in the show i really enjoyed it because that's exactly what they were doing out here in vegas like the drive-through situation, car washes yeah. and topless and whatever. And for them to open the show like that, I'm like, okay. Like, I, I don't like it when people try to avoid like the huge elephant in the room. Let's go ahead and tackle it. How good, how great are your writing skills to write this into the show? Because I wonder if this is going to be a theme throughout the entire season. Right. Or it'll kind of taper off.
3: I think it will have to taper off because they can't just keep going full bore at it cuz they did do the time jump where it's like we're not going through covid it's kind of like they're trying to pitch it like it's the end of covid end of covid which okay. obviously we know there's no end but anyway there is like, no like, end guys i'm right. living proof the shutdown <laughs> yeah. is over just like it is in reality but i did think that the the interesting thing about it was that they really wanted to look at how it impacted like the type of community that P Valley is set in Yes. Which yes. got hit extra hard, right? Because they don't have the infrastructure or the resources to to handle it better. But yeah, it was it was wild to see. I think that the reason most shows didn't do it is because it either would take over whatever plot you did already have or wanted whatever story you wanted to tell and like just kinda cause a distraction from whatever type of show you were trying to make. But P Valley did a pretty good job of integrating it into the existing story, and I was kind of impressed. And it completely caught me off guard.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Jason, I think you'll really enjoy
1: the first episode storyline
2: and how they are putting it in. Because at one point they had like a food drive, Mm. and you know, there's there are people in the in the community that you would feel are well off and they're doing okay, but then COVID will come through and like really fuck their whole shit up. But you know, unbeknownst to everyone else, like Lil Murder, who who has like a number one song and music video, he's doing his thing, but he's eating food from the box that he got from the food bank. So it's like, it's showing how COVID is affecting every single person, especially the dancers and how they all have to pull money. Right. And, you know, some women have hierarchy, but they're not getting paid that way.
1: So, so explain to me, because like, you saw the first season, and again, I'm not all the way towards the end, but like some of my frustration with the plot and the character is directly where I'm at in the season, so they might resolve some of it, they they can't resolve all of it. So they got uh, your girl Haley, Autumn Knight, uh, she's scamming the, um, the government for her $9,000 every 20 seconds. And... Uh, At the same time, she wants to strip in this backwater town for what reason, but also she's mean as fuck to everybody she comes in contact with. And then all of a sudden, one day, I guess, well, not all of a sudden, because she couldn't run her scam anymore. She needed help. So she decides to include Mercedes in her scam. But... Then at the same time, they're both aware that uh, the pink is about to go under, and Mercedes was bailed out of jail by Clifford, or no, she was bailed out of jail by uh, by Haley, but you know was visited in jail by Clifford and has love for Clifford. Neither one of them thought, hey, we we have all this money. Why don't we just buy the pink or invest in the pink? Like, I mean, does that? Um- it, like, it
2: will be resolved
1: but I'll don't you that. think it don't you think it should have happened sooner no <laughs> no okay no. okay no because well, in
2: real life it doesn't happen like that it, it okay. takes a lot of time for you know people to come up with a solution to whatever issues they have
1: right and i and so also in relation to our um conversations about black female characters in television <laughs> um I do love all of the black female characters and how they're portrayed. I think they're portrayed pretty evenly, fair-handedly. They seem like real people um, for the yeah. most part. Uh, because, yeah, Haley's definitely that light-skinned heifer that uh, <laughs> oh, will, shit. Will, will run you.
2: i to get you canceled.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's what they say in the show. So, it's obviously, everybody knows what, you know. Um, We're gonna
2: make this a clip for social
1: media. Yeah, that's fine.
2: And I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send all my black female friends your way.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. You can do that. No.
2: Um, but no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I'm just saying. Like, so what do you feel about her character? Like, because I don't feel like about she has Hailey?
3: any.
1: Yeah, I feel like she has no redeemable qualities. Like, I don't like anything about her at all. And it's funny because initially it felt like a lot of her, and that was okay. So the main reason why I didn't want to watch the show i remember when i watched the first episode again because it felt like she was they were trying to make her diamond from uh players club Club. yeah and i mean she kind of looks like lisa ray a little bit and i was like okay this is kind of like i wasn't in on that now that i've watched the show i realize it's not that whatever and you know diamond was a completely different character who i you know you really end up liking but this girl has no likability like what are do you guys like her or Maze so, did you see uh, her in the first episode of second season?
3: Hell yeah, Sar. And <laughs> I can't really talk about what she's up to cuz it'll fuck up <laughs> what you think is about to happen, but <laughs> Okay. She's I mean, from what I understand, she's the one that came to town. So that makes her the one that's going to have like the season 3 reveal that whatever happened you know her connection to this town is stronger than you ever could have thought it was <laughs> and she actually is the long lost granddaughter of this character like that's what's coming yeah. with her so <laughs> that's why she's playing it close to the vest i mean she's hot i don't she has she hasn't danced in this episode i don't know if she's a stripper like mercedes for example who is really putting in some heavy work in the car wash scene b but mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't have much of a sense of her. I don't definitely don't have enough sense of her to dislike her in any way.
2: So, okay, I think with the first episode, we are told to believe that, you know, she's coming from a very terrible situation. She lost everything in this flood. She's escaping a very violent relationship and she's just traumatized and she's coming to this new situation, finding a wallet, and, you know, starting a, her whole life over. And she doesn't know what the fuck is going on day to day. She's living in this small-ass little mattress on the floor, little apartment, like, you know what I mean? She's just not happy where she is in life, and she's taking it out on everyone around her. And that's, I mean, it's a lot of people that's like that. They don't have a good life, and they take it out on everyone that they know and don't know.
1: Right, but even when she starts getting money like she still acts like a piece of shit like she starts getting all this bread and she only starts fucking with people out of necessity to keep her scam going she doesn't care about anybody else you know and that's the other it sounds the like thing
2: when people get money their their true real color show like right they say who you are when you get money is who you really are like who you
1: re- you know? yeah who you really are you continue so, to
2: be like a piece of shit if you really are a piece of shit
1: yeah yeah.
2: So, I get what you're last saying. Last
3: thing I want to say about P Valley is that their season two tagline is "Anybody can get it."
1: <laughs> I feel that. Okay. Yeah. There was, yeah there so was- Barry, <laughs>
3: Barry B, tell us about your Barry journey. I'm thrilled to hear about this. This is Jason and I are gonna have to watch ourselves because we don't want to spoil. I mean, you've shit. already
2: spoiled something already, which what, now which was what. Someone had like their own, like I'm guessing it was um, the girl Sally. She gets her own We talked about Sally's
3: show. Yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry for that.
2: No, it's it's cool. Um, I but I I really do hate spoilers. So I'm honestly proud of myself for actually watching it, knowing Mm
3: -hmm. that -hmm. that
2: that spoiler was going to happen. But I love Barry. I love his very stoic and he's so quiet and just. He's just not in a great place, but he walks into this acting class and he's just inspired. And I'm like, does this happen in real life? Like what makes actors want to become actors? Is it like you see a, like your favorite television show and you're like, oh, I want to be like that. Or like, how does, like, does in real life, does it really happen like that? Do you just stumble upon like you're something that you feel like you're destined to do? But I, I really enjoyed it. I loved The finds. I can't remember his
1: uh, name
2: on the show. Cousineau. Gene
1: Cousineau. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Love him. But my favorite is, uh, what's his name? Noho
3: Hank. Noho Hank. Yeah. Noho Hank. Yeah.
2: He is like the comedic relief that, like, he makes the show so fun to watch. Every time he's on the screen, I'm like, I'm zoned in. Like, I'm already like super focused on the show. But when he comes in, I'm like hanging on every word. Um, which I wanted to know because I watched the first episode with captions. Do you guys watch TV Always. with
1: captions? Um, I, every, I just started. Was it for me. Yeah, I just started. Yeah, same thing, B. I just started watching it with captions. Um, I would watch. The first time I started was um, on Succession on my second watch when we were doing the podcast maze um, because I wanted to like take notes and stuff uh, to get all the lines right. But yeah, I would never watch it with captions because it spoils everything. I feel you, B. But like, now, I like
2: to see how the actors deliver the line. I don't yeah. want to read it and then they, you know, catch up to what's on the screen. I'm like, ah.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I had to turn
2: you. the captions off because the first time I watched it, um, the guy that I'm dating, he was in the kitchen cooking, you know, and I cooking the internet. Yeah. Cooking the internet, <laughs> <line> it up. <laughs> so i had to watch with captions but i really enjoyed it much better without um so I
1: whenever somebody says this when, whenever somebody says it's a nigga cooking in the kitchen i automatically think of melvin from baby boy <laughs> <laughs> Maze, do you know that reference
3: well, he, i have not <laughs> seen baby boy
1: what oh, oh my god Maze, man see yeah this is Even how nice we know, you go don't.
3: home right now and watch baby boy, <laughs> it's baby
1: boy. Yeah, this is how we know you're not black, man. That means, you never, that means you've never <laughs> turned. In case, you've case never you weren't
3: tu- sure until right now, I am not black. This is, I you've also never black. turned
1: on BET in your life then. <laughs>
3: Apparently not. It's yeah. on
2: right now. <laughs> yeah, it's on
1: right now for sure.
2: So we got Barry Berkman, right? And I wanted to ask you guys, if you were to be an actor, what would be your stage name? Do you feel like your name is good enough?
1: I feel like I have a good actor name. I think Mace has a good actor name too. Yeah,
3: I don't think I changed my last name. If I if I did, I'd change my first name, but I don't know what that would be exactly. <laughs> Tony yeah. Maze. I was no. thinking
2: of. Uh, <laughs> I was long. thinking of Tay Diggs. Right. Tay Diggs was telling how he got his name.
1: Oh, that's the stage name. Tay
2: Diggs. It's a stage name. Yeah. So his name is Scotty. And he so looks, looks like a Scotty. Scott Tay. Scott He Scott Scott T- 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 looks like a Scotty. T- wow. Diggs. I was like, oh, shit.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: so I think my favorite stage name of all time is Jamie Foxx.
1: I, yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah,
3: Eric Bishop. Not as good. No, it's
2: not.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, does Ice Cube count? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: rap, rap name is a
1: stage name, right?
2: Hmm, yeah. But I feel mean, like rappers are actors anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm trying to think like cuz you kind of caught me off guard. This is a good like topic right here, stage names. Um I can't none, nothing's coming to me right now. I hate that my mind is drawing a blank. I'm going to have to be a jerk. I mean, what is Google the appeal
3: it. of a good stage name? Is it is it just that it's like kind of succinct and kind of sounds cool? Right?
1: I guess like Marilyn Manson is a good stage name. But he, again, he's a he's I mean, a musician. You know, t-
3: Tom Cruise, right? Tom Mapother doesn't sound as good as Tom
1: Cruise,
3: so it's kind of yeah. kind of sounds good, and
1: it's, well, it's most quick. of the people. Who, it's funny because okay, Charlie Sheen is one, um, and I didn't even look that up. Uh, well, that's because his I,
3: dad, <laughs> his dad did it. But that was that's also like to fight racism, so I don't know.
1: No, right, and that's well, what Ramon I was thinking. Ramon Antonio that.
3: Gerardo Esteves. But And then you have uh,
2: Calvin Harris. That's not his his name. He said he he chose that name because he felt like it sounded like a black man's name.
3: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's blacker (laughs) than Adam Richard Wiles.
1: Right. (laughs) Adam. Hi, I'm Adam
3: Wiles. I'm your DJ tonight. (laughs) Been cooking up these new jams for you in my lab in Scotland.
1: I think a lot of uh, Jewish actors and directors and people in Hollywood have a lot of stage names because they didn't want either the racism or people pronouncing their names or how, however, you know, but a lot of them, uh, I found out, you know, as I got older and Wikipedia and all, all these people, you start seeing yeah. all the, the lip shits and the, you know, Steinbergs <laughs> and all those.
3: Olivia Wilde's real name is Olivia Cockburn. Oh, okay. why she that one?
1: Maybe it's pronounced Coburn because, you know, sometimes. Yeah, that's, those, what the, that's what the
3: future NBA player, my guy Kofi Cockburn, is trying co- to do. Yeah. He's trying to rebrand as Coburn. But sorry, dude. You're a Cockburn for life. And as soon as I'm allowed to get a Cockburn jersey, it's happening.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Shout out to Kofi, man. He bought out in the tournament yeah, this year. <laughs> I,
3: think, I think the main thing is to take a big, long, kind of unwieldy name and make it short and cute. So like Brie mm. Larson, her real name is Brianne Deshonier. It's too French. Yeah. Too foreign. Too long. Okay, th- okay. this is just w- this is just weak. This is just BuzzFeed not doing their homework. Emma Stone is actually <laughs> Emily Stone. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, guys. But B, what makes you think of the stage names? Because do they s- choose stage names in Barry, or you just think Barry Berkman sounds like a stage name?
2: Well, no, the guy that he was supposed to go out and kill was like, you know, he asked him what his name was. He's like Barry Berkman. He was like, you should go by Barry Block. Oh, that's And then right. he later yeah, introduced yeah. himself as Barry Block. So I was like, hmm.
1: And the guy he was okay. trying to kill had my last name. Yeah. This is Ryan maybe. Madison, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now I was thinking of some people, because some people have great names, and I'm like, wait, does, is Brad Pitt, is that his real name? Because that name is too good, but... I guess his first name is actually William. William Bradley Pitt.
3: Yeah, like if you go with okay. the middle name, I think that's kosher as well. That happens a fair amount.
1: Yeah, a lot of people do that. Or like Joaquin Phoenix. Like, that name is too. Perfect. Well,
3: that's because his parents were insane.
1: No, I know. But that is his, his real name. <laughs> that's his real name, yeah. And I mean, yeah.
3: his brother's River. And then also, yeah. like, his sister's, like, C. Or C phone or some <laughs> shit. I don't remember. <laughs> Phoenix family's crazy. Yeah. But B, how um, far? How far did you get? Did you finish okay. season one?
2: No, I wish okay. I am four episodes in,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which I am very proud. I'm going to pat yeah. myself on the back <laughs> for getting that far.
3: I didn't mean to okay. demean you at all. Four episodes is a lot. <laughs> a week. I'm very proud of you.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, over here, I watched 17 episodes of television today. <laughs> I, yeah, I watched, yeah. in the last three days, I watched Moon Knight, I watched yeah most of the Offer, Pea Valley. Um, I, I, I tried to finish Ted Lasso, but I didn't.
2: See, I was going to ask you guys, like, as podcasters, I feel like we are listening and we're talking a lot, and sometimes I don't want to listen to anyone. So I, I need complete silence for an extended period of time so I can, like get back to myself, you know? So sometimes I think that's part of the reason why I don't watch as much TV. Cause even like I watch basketball games and I put that shit on mute. Cause I'm like, I can see what's happening. That's I don't really clutch. need to yeah. hear anyone speaking, but you know, Oh, so I did uh, see that Barry has been renewed for uh, season four. They just announced that on Thursday. Nice. So
3: yeah, the show, the show's been absolutely killing it. I mean, I think that this third season, is definitely a step up over the second for me. And it was interesting because they did have that long hiatus. But, I mean, they've got a really talented, creative team behind it. So, the guy who plays Barry B., Bill Hader, is the co-creator. Yeah. He did it alongside Alec Berg, Berg who co-created Silicon Valley. And,
2: and Bill Hader directed like almost every episode Mm -hmm. right
3: and if it wasn't him it was our guy hero mirai who directed a bunch of atlanta episodes atlanta yeah and yeah alec berg came from came from the seinfeld like the the later stages of seinfeld and then he was also worked on curb for a long time but so that's you know they've got a strong like comedy base but the thing that's crazy about the show is how heavy and serious it can be at times like you talked about how NoHo Hank is just pure comedy, and he for sure is. But I would say every other character is grappling with like pretty real issues yeah. and like internal conflict, and it's just kind of this real study of humanity in a lot of ways. And and then yeah. they put all that in like a improv class. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, right.
1: But this season, uh, to me, Maze uh, kind of reminds me of of Atlanta. I mean I guess season two has that feel too where um it feels like they're not gonna wrap it up. Like they don't have enough time.
3: I will <laughs> say I was a little bummed to, to realize that last Sunday's episode was the penultimate. Yeah, I'm like that, wait. That, I mean I like they do they can do a lot in one episode and I feel like we're building towards a pretty crazy end. But yeah. it you know what what is what does wrap it up mean? You know, like all of the, like there's a yeah. season long arc that I feel like happened in season two for most of the characters. I feel like there's season long arcs that are happening here. But overall, like the main gist of the show is like Barry has no idea what the fuck
1: he's doing. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and he's just trying to figure it out.
1: I feel like, um, like hacks, for example. And I feel like we keep leaving B out of the conversation because she hasn't seen hacks um, was a more tra- more traditional storyline and even though the season was short, like Barry, they they wrapped it up in a way that I felt was like very neat with a bow on it, traditional television style wrapping it up. Um, and I don't know, maybe just like I like to be put at ease like that sometimes. and with Barry, I feel like I'm just gonna get a chaotic ending that's gonna like disrupt my soul.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, th- I think <laughs> I think what Hacks did this season w- was incredible, but I, th- I think the main thing about it is that it really focuses on two people. Like, yeah. there's other characters, and they do a pretty good job developing it, but, you know, like the, the CEO, like, his season-long arc was, like, you could have written it out in, like, three sentences, you know? And I'm not saying that's yeah. bad, but it's, like – his storyline is not nearly as developed in Barry. We've got, we've got Barry, we've got Sally, we've got Cousineau, you know, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. There's like more, they keep introducing more and more characters this year. We got yeah. fuchs running around, you know, like there's, there's yeah. so much going on and it's only a 30 minute show that like, they're you not, mean, you they, mean no Ken Goulet? everything. Ken Goulet private investigator. <laughs> yeah. So they got all these things going. So that's why like, if you look at each character, what's happened this season, I think there is growth and there is activity. But in terms of, like, we're going to tie all this shit together into one neat little casserole for the final episode, yeah, I don't think this is that type of show.
1: Yeah.
2: <sighs> well, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm having a good time watching um, Taken in Barry. This is really a dope show. I love the concept and the comedy with it because you know i was watching i was trying violence. to watch power see look i was trying to watch power power was so intense for me that like after every episode i had to watch something funny to like shake that dark ass shit off
3: mm. of me. But this gives Barry, you both at the same time yeah exactly <laughs>
2: so it's okay i can watch this continuously this is fine you
3: you it' sometimes it might get real dark and then you might have to just like watch the next one to get like to the funny <laughs> again but yes i really? uh, yeah. see what you're saying there
2: Yeah Yeah. B did
1: you watch uh, The Michael Che
2: I watched uh, Two of the episodes And I thought The podcast bit Was
1: hilarious (laughs) Hilarious (laughs) You you watched it Right Maze Never Oh you didn't watch That damn Michael Che
3: I think I watched Like one or two episodes Of the first season
1: Oh dude You gotta watch it Yeah they do this. the (laughs) only reason I didn't
2: finish it Was because I had smoked some weed And
1: then I Yeah they did they did this hilarious uh, sketch where um, basically it's a police interrogation. A white cop and a black cop uh, are interrogating this black like street dude or whatever, and uh, he's like, you know, I ain't no snitch. I ain't no snitch. And they like basically trying to throw the book at him, talking shit to him, and he's like, nah, fuck that. Like I do whatever. Like I ain't no snitch. Fuck y'all. And so, then they break out these podcast mics and turn on, like, this blue light and, like, start announcing, like, hey, welcome to the Street Talk podcast. And (laughs) and then they start asking them shit, like, basically on some DJ Vlad shit. Like, like, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, So, like, what happened over there with with Pookie and them around the corner? And and he's like, I told y'all I ain't no snitch. And they're like, but the street's want to know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ended up telling everything. And he's like, oh, "That's why I fuck with y'all." And he's like, getting to his little podcast vibe, like he tells yeah, my
2: Favorite podcast. I,
1: I'm
2: <laughs> like, I can't tell you everything. I'm gonna have to come back. You know, I yeah. want to know more. I'm gonna have to come back on the show. It's like this yeah. is podcast one on one right here. Yeah, I felt I good. felt slighted, but I was like, you know what? It is what it is. It's funny shit. It's funny yeah.
1: shit. Nah, uh, he has some really good sketches. <laughs> that was one of the better ones for sure.
2: So next week I will con- I will continue watching Barry and I will t- check out Tokyo Vice. Yeah, yeah right? I, think I
3: mean I, we'll we'll keep we'll keep on the P Valley tip. Jason will be caught up like three hours after this podcast ends. <laughs> so then yeah. we'll get into that. But yes, I mean uh, we'll we'll just keep rolling along, just kind of like whatever, checking on whatever we are doing, you know, like Tokyo Vice. I enjoyed it. It was it was an interesting show. It's it's it. It's An Ansel Elgort is the whitest person in Japan, and he wants to join the all Japanese newspaper. That is the the pitch. The first episode was directed by Michael Mann. It was pretty cool. I don't know that much about Tokyo. You know, like that's I've always been kind of interested. Never been. Don't know. Jack about the culture, so that was cool, and yeah, it was enough to keep me wanting to go back. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit more detail next week, perhaps.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think we in. should be a, a P Valley podcast, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All it took was one week, B. <laughs> and, wow. now and now it's P Valley time. Uh, yeah, the podcast it's, where we talk about shows that are on stars, not HBO or Showtime. <laughs> for bethany anderson jason madison i'm anthony mays we'll see you next week